Hi folks, Mike Hancock here and it's just turned 7pm here so I'm welcoming Justin Herald from Sydney, Australia onto the call. Hi Justin, how are you mate? Cannot be better. Cannot be better. And there's a reason Justin is always a person who cannot be better. And uh, for those of you that don't know Justin's story, we're not going to go into it in any detail here, but I, I do need to read you a little bit of his pedigree or come out of it out of my head, just so that you know why he's on the call and the value that we're going to get from the call this evening or today, whenever you're listening to it. And uh, Justin, as many people know, when he was about 25, had a dollar 25 in the bank. Um, a lady told him that he would never make anything of himself because he had a bad attitude. So he borrowed some money off his brother, $50 to be exact, had a few t-shirts printed up with a saying like, I've got a bad attitude on them, just to hack her off. Um, people started asking what he was doing. He said, uh, I'm a fashion designer, this is my new business. And uh, eight years later, that business was turning over $37 million a year. And he licensed the word attitude and uh, made a lot of money from it, freed up his life. And really, he's done all of that with no business plan, um, never had a loan, never uh, gone into overdraft and all the sort of things that every business a guru or slash accountant will tell you he hasn't done. So um, Justin, we've got folks on, on the webinar from everywhere from Singapore, South Africa, Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand already and more will be joining us over the next few minutes. I wanted to start with really the biggest thing that faces entrepreneurs um, in the marketplace in which we're dealing in, and that is trying to market something without spending a fortune or without spending any money at all. Now, I know you have two or three philosophies on that. Would you like to share those with us? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the whole theory um, that you've got to spend money to make money was probably come up by some bloke who spent a fortune and he decided to have a theory about it. Um, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that you should spend a lot of money to make money. I also don't agree that you need to, you should be going to make a lot of money or aiming to make a lot of money in a short period of time. That's probably the biggest mistake people make um, because that's a wish list as far as I'm concerned. Who says it's going to go a certain way? And I'll just diversify for one second here. See, a lot of people, when they go into starting a business, when they start to grow a business, they're into unknown territory. They've never been there before. So there's not a great, this is just my theory, mind you, but there's not a great deal of planning that should be done there because you're planning stuff you've never done before. So I'd rather go with the flow. So that means if I could just make double the amount of money, oh, say, let's just use a dumb example. If I could make $200 in my first week, I'd be happy. Next week, I want to make $400. And then you do that each each time. So it's not, I want to make 1000 bucks in my first week. It's not... I want to make five grand in my first week. Just go for small things. So to make $200 is probably, I'm just making this up in my head, probably two sales. So you just need to go and see two people. Now you can go and put five grand into advertising to attract two people. We've just made the same amount of money. So I just think, and there's a lot of ways now that we can grow a business, e.g. social media. We can get great feedback straight away. It's the best market research tool out there at this point in time. I've done that a lot with a lot of my businesses to see if it's going to even fly before I even launch any of them. And the other thing is um, is trying to get free media as, as well at, at, the, at the start. So well, let's let's pick up free media. Thing. Let's pick up free media because um, I totally agree with you on social media, and I learned that from both you and Dr. Hunter Strayer in South Africa, and we've road tested 
every business we've done for the last couple of years in social media first. But the, is there a recipe for free PR and free media that any small business person, entrepreneur, or any person wanting to get a concept out can use? Well, whether it's a one-size-fits-all, but what's worked for me is, there's, and, and I only found this out by default, so the fact that I started my business with 50 bucks, to me, was no big deal. But the media seemed to like that. So they, if you've, you need to have a backstory, and don't make it up, but you need to have something about, from a personal perspective, the reason you started your business was single mum, um, retrenched, retired, whatever it is, and then I started this business and it's going and it's starting to go really well. So they don't really do the story on your business. That's the byproduct of what they want to do a story on. For me, it was and it's always started. I, I don't like reading anything a newspaper writes in the first couple of sentences anyway, because it always starts with, at the age of 25, Justin Harold was a financial loser. It's just like, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's where like, that's the angle that they took. And so that's where, for me, um, I, I, by default, I've figured out that the story's not about how many new designs I've got. They'll keep coming back for that if it's a good story. See, like we would say in Australia, it's the whole Aussie battler thing. They loved it. Yep. So any from rise from ruin to success is, is what the media like. Um, because it, not only does it um, fit the, the genre of media, it also then can attract and interest a lot of readers, viewers, listeners, whatever it is, at the one time. Let's, let's take the example of your brother, Dean, right? Because I know he's, um, when I asked you recently who your mentors were, you named him, and he's probably one of the most successful, if the, not the most successful person in his industry, which is landscape design folks in Australia, yet he didn't start with 50 bucks. Uh, he's in a totally different business. So... In what ways has he marketed without spending money or has he used the media or social media? Uh, he doesn't use social, he doesn't like social media. He thinks I'm an idiot for being on Facebook. But um, um, what he does, well, see, if you do a good enough job, people are going to be attracted to that, not only clients and customers, but also media. So Dean did start off very small um, and then he did really small jobs originally and then he won a lot of awards for those, so media does coverage on that, and then when they do coverage on that, they want to see what else he's doing. And so as over the years, it's been 20 years, I think, for him, over 20 years, um, everything, every time he does something big, it just goes to the next level, and the media just can't believe it. When he won the Chelsea Garden Show, that was enough for him to write his own ticket, essentially, on getting into any magazine at any point in time. Um, he does yep. also, and I got him one the other day, which is, is a website that's here in Australia, but it is global, but I can only give you the website address for Australia, so people who are listening go to the Australian one, which is sourcebottle, S-O-U-R-C-E, bottle.com.au. Now, that's where media go, and I saw a thing the other day looking at the story. They want to do a magazine story, picture story, on some of um, Australia's best pools. Now, an average size pool in this in Australia is about 35,000 litres. My brother's pool's 420,000 litres. So, huge pool. So, I just contacted the lady on Dean's behalf without even telling him and just said, look, you need to talk to my brother. Then rung Dean. Oh, she came straight back. Within five minutes, that reporter came straight back and said, we'd love to do a, a um, full-page spread. And then I contacted Dean and got him to take over and they're going to do it. Now, that took all of two minutes. 
And I think, yep. you know, sometimes it's like people having um, mental constipation when they're trying to think so hard about how do I get something done. Just go and do the simple stuff. Like if there's a website that has all the media going to it looking for stories, go to that one. It's free. And who knows what will happen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you named two things in, in that last part. One is that when everybody's asking how, how do I do this, the fact of the matter is that there are simple mechanisms that exist, i.e. source bottle, that's with an O, not an A, um, dot, dot com dot au, where media go to look for interesting stories in things that they feel are interesting at the time. Now, the best way to find those things, folks, is to just Google where does the media go, et cetera, et cetera, and, you, and you'll start to come across things. The other thing that you said, Can I just pick something was, up, Mike? Yeah, sure. Um, just another little secret with Getty Media, it's probably best to work this way. Start local. So if you've got a local newspaper, contact them first. Now, they'll try and do the whole garbage you need to advertise for us to do a story, which they you don't because their job is to fill their papers with stories. So normally a local story is going to be more attractive to them. The way that the media here works, it's not, rock, it's not set in concrete, but it's sort of like this. Radio stations look at local newspapers and then probably do an interview based upon that. Um, state papers and national papers will listen to the radio. Current affair type programs will get their stories from the national papers. So trying to get onto a national television show is your first thing. Probably not a good idea, even though that was mine. <laughs> um, that's what happened to me. But it's probably not a good idea because you don't want to screw it up. So you want to actually get your story yeah. right and understand. Because there's no point getting your face in the paper if there's no outcome from it. Just wanting to be famous is a total waste of oh, I hate people knowing who I am. So it's a total waste of time. It's got to have an actual business outcome to it. Yep, great. Great stuff. The second thing I wanted to, to pick up there um, that you mentioned was awards. Now, yep. I know that, so for instance, um, talking to one of our clients from Hawke's Bay in New Zealand last year, they entered the Hawke's Bay Business Awards. They came runner-up. But even the process of having to go through the awards, having mentors come out to their place of business, having to talk these judges, if you like, through it, actually did two things. Number, number one is it... it got their business noticed, but number two is it made them tighten up all the loose ends in their business that they thought, oh crap, if this person comes in, they're gonna see this, so they tightened it up. But uh, what I wanted to mention about that, folks, is that in, wherever you are in the world, there is an award to win. Now, we ran Entrepreneur X Factor last year. They are our awards, but we've got people like um, Pratish in, um, in Queensland who has got into national magazines, he's, he's got into a potential government contract, and part of that is because they saw he was an Entrepreneur X Factor winner. So it doesn't matter what you win, you're, you're to, to milk that, the, the hell out of that, really. And if you can't, then I have another strategy for you that we've used a couple of times too. If you can't win an award, then start an award and host it, so that way you get all the publicity anyway and other people will win it, just like our Entrepreneur X Factor thing. I mean, go to my Facebook today and scroll down and you'll see Entrepreneur X Factor, the book coming out, with a lot of our award winners and other people that we love, like Justin, in there and different things like that. But whose photos on the cover? Dave Rogers and Mike Hancock. So um, from that way, if you want to, it's another way to own a market 
relatively cheaply is to actually start some awards if they're relevant. And I've seen that done very, very well throughout the world as well. Justin, I've got um, on, on, our, on our marketing, if you like, for this particular webinar, I've got here no bull branding. And so I'd like to ask you a question around one, two or three tips that you could give people about no bull branding. In other words, cutting through all the crap and just branding what it is that you're doing really clearly, a lot of clarity and getting it out there. What would be one, two or three tips you could do on that? Yeah, look, the first thing is, is the meaning of branding. People get that mixed up all the time. They seem to think it's all about what their logo looks like in their public image. I totally disagree. Branding, your brand perception is what the consumer currently thinks your business is all about. So it's out of your hands, it's what they already think it is. So I'll give you an example. I'm going to put this in one of my books. A new coffee shop, I love coffee, a new coffee shop opened up in Castle Hill. And on the window when I walked past the first time, we have the best coffee in Castle Hill. I went, cool, I love coffee. So I went in, got one. Worst coffee I've ever had. <laughs> the next couple of weeks I walked past and I had, we have the best chocolate mud cake in Castle Hill. Do you think I went in there? No. No, because my perception is fact. No matter what you tell me, what's actually happening in reality is totally different. So what we first need to do is figure out what the perception of our brand is in the marketplace. Don't fall into this whole, will I, I as the business person set that? You can try. That's the initial uh, concept that we all need to go with. But we've got to ensure that it's on brand and that if it's not, this is why we need to ask our customers sometimes, what do you actually think of our brand? So you do that. Number two is actually make sure you're in line um, everything's in line with each other. So don't go and have, and this is as simple as it gets, a business card that looks like this, a letterhead that looks like this, your website looks totally different, and, and it just what it will do is confuse the public. So everything has to be all uniform. Um, I don't get too caught up in like the whole logo thing. The logo is, it is what it is. You know, If you've got a business that's a service-oriented or you're the business, doesn't matter what your, your website looks like, it matters what you look like. So I'm not saying you have to get dressed up, because as you know, know Mike, oh, I don't get dressed up. But you've got to make sure you're on brand. See, the fact that when I used to walk into any shop and say, hi, I'm Justin, I'm from a company called Attitude, they go, oh, I thought you were going to say something like that, because I look, apparently looked like I had one. So that just seemed to, to work for me. Had I walked in there with a suit on and been all polished, that wouldn't have been on brand. So and that's why I deliberately buy my cars that look like they either have attitude or with my sunglass brand look intimidating. It's very deliberate. Yeah, and I, yeah I think it's brand continuity is, is the technical term that you're talking about. And, you know, we're both speakers and I, I remember, bless his heart, but I remember the, um, the first time I went to Canada and, well, not first time, one of the times I went to Canada and... Uh, one of Dave's good friends who was one of Canada's leading speakers was there. And so I went and Dave brokered me an introduction. I went into his office and I'd been on his website the night before. And when he came out to greet me, I actually asked where he was because I thought it was his dad coming out to greet me <laughs> because the photos on his website were 30 years old. And so my immediate hackles went up into 
okay, if this is bull, what else is bull, right, about this guy? Yeah. So instead of being fully accepting of him, of him, and he's actually a great guy and I really like him now, and I've mentioned to him about his website, but his, his vanity won't let him change it. But um, it, it was non-congruent. So once you start having a non-congruent thing happening with your marketing, you're looking for it elsewhere as well, which is the reason why you've constantly got to update and, and do things like that. Now, Justin, um, some of the people that have come to Rock Business have heard you say this, but for those of them that haven't, um, that are joining us from around the world, share one or two tips on how you're using social media and what social medias you use for both your branding and marketing. Yeah, look, I really only use Facebook. Um, one of them, I've got my fan page, which has got, I don't know, nearly 2,000 people on it. I've got my personal page, which is nearly 5,000. So straight away, that gives me a heads up as to how people are, who know about me want to re interact with me, which is great because it's from a personal perspective. I don't want to be a yep. figurehead, never have wanted to be a figurehead. So I can then be very conversational, same way that I talk on stage, but I can be very conversational and I'll put pictures of my daughters up, I'll put pictures of my new car up, I'll say I'm speaking somewhere. It's, and it's constant though. You don't want to set and forget things. You don't want to put something up on, on a post and then two weeks later you put something else on a post. I'm very yep. active on that but I'm not selly either. I don't try and shove things down people's throat. My theory is if people want to invest their time or money into what I have to offer, they'll come at some point in time because they'll go and do their own research. So I'm, I'm very anti-selly on that. I hate when every time I go to my page or my wall or whatever they call that thing, there's just a whole heap of offerings on how I could make a million dollars overnight. Can't stand it. Um, so I use that. My fan page is linked with my Twitter, but I, I, just, I just don't like the non-interaction with like that Twitter does. Um, or that's why I like Facebook. So it works extremely well for me. Um, and sometimes I can just put, um, like for example, we sold over 900 pairs of the Intimidate sunglasses in one day, and all I put up on my post was really looking forward to packing my new sunglass brand today. No website, no name of the brand, no nothing. I wanted to get people to go on a journey because once they, they did that, they were emotionally invested in that process so they would probably buy and they did. And the funny thing was um, I leave my personal page open for anyone to see um, except my ex-wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's on this call, by the way? <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, but, so I leave it open. But when I, we sold those over 900 pairs of sunnies, six, only 60% were actually on my friends list. The other 40% were friends of friends. So yep. the other thing that I do on Facebook, which a lot of people don't do, they go, how do you get people to share some of your stuff? Pretty simple concept, I ask them to. And this is where our customers, the biggest reason our, our current customers in our businesses aren't going out there to promote what we do and, and become our best salespeople is we've never asked them to. And it comes down to personality. If people like you as a person, forget the business. If they like you as a person, they'll do anything for you. It can be as simple as, would you help me? And I've found yeah. that, that, telling, that telling people, hey, look, you know, I've got a great product, but I'm actually a very, not a great marketer of it. I wonder if you could help me. You obviously like the product. And people actually say, yeah, in, in what way can I help? And then you can tell them, well, maybe you could pass out some business cards to your friends or this flyer or tell people to come along to this shop that you're in or 
show them my website, or, or all sorts of ways in which people can help. And you know, folks, don't think it's imposing on people because you know, when people ask you for help, how do you feel? The answer is generally you feel pretty good about being asked for help. So I think that's I think that's great feedback. Um, just as an aside, can I just though, give you another story, Mike? Yeah, sure. I um, did this, and I'll give you an exact uh, perfect example. I had about two years ago. I was supposed to go and speak in America, and the numbnut who put it all together decided not to do it uh, with a week's notice. So I had three weeks of nothing. So I just put on Facebook, if you know anyone that's putting a conference on or if your company is putting a conference on and they're looking for a speaker, please send me their details and, if, and I'll contact them. If I get the job, I'll give you 20% of my speaking fee. Picked yep. up 11 jobs. Yep. Simple stuff. It is, it's, it is really, really simple stuff. Um, what I was going to ask you is, we know about we know about Facebook, and most of the people I think that um, are in our environment are using it, and it is a good test and measure. Again, folks, if if you're on the call today, um, go to my Facebook because this is a good example. Click on today, um, you'll see a couple of photos up of the recording session I was in a couple of hours ago. But below that, you'll see the Entrepreneur X Factor book cover. Now, I don't know the exact numbers, but the last time I looked, there's around about 75 or 80 likes on that and around about 20, 25 comments on that. So I look at that and I know my numbers and I look at that and go, oh, that's gonna be a successful product because people are actually engaged in it. If there was 10 to 15 likes and three comments, I'd go, oh, that one's gonna be a little average. We might have to work with that one. And if there was none, well, then we probably shouldn't spend the money and release it. And I think that this is where Justin's been doing this with his sunglasses brand. You did this so well, trialing, pictures on Facebook and things like that and, and people are engaging with it or they're not and if they're not, well then don't spend the money, don't launch it because the public yep. doesn't, doesn't want it. But uh, the question I wanted to ask you was um, in your clients, right, because I know you coach a lot of people just like we do um, and you travel extensively, you've worked a lot with different industries, out of all of those, who else can, or is there another story where somebody's using a different type of social media effectively or using the same type of social media in a different way effectively? Um, look, I, I have to say, I don't really take, pay much attention, but one, one I do, a, there's a um, guy over, over here on TV, he's, on, um, he's got on the morning show, David Kosh, and he's got his own uh, small business show, which I'm a reporter on that. On and The one thing they do very well is the whole Twitter thing. Um, with yep. snippets of information, um, uh, they do, this is what's on the show, coming up on the show next week, and the show's about to start. They do a lot of webinars um, and coaching over the, um, with the panel of experts, they call them, um, and that's all fed through Twitter. So they're very big in Twitter. I spoke at one of their conferences a couple of years ago, it would have been about 4,000 people, and behind the screen is people tweeting, tweeting comments about the speakers, which one girl who was no good, unfortunately got people's bad comments behind her. So I'm not a big fan of that, just in case you do upset someone without even meaning to. But but they do Twitter really well. Um, but besides that, look, I've always been, even when I go to these big speaking events and there's all the who's who of speakers, 
I actually still hang out with the punter. You know this, Mike. I still hang out with the punter. I don't go and hang out with the, the speakers. So I'm not really sure what other people are doing. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I don't really know how to answer that one, other than how... Yeah, I no, that's right. I, I'll, let, I'll give you an answer on... I'll give people an answer on that one. Um, some of the ways in which I've seen our clients use social media effectively is using LinkedIn in a business-to-business basis. So they're prospecting on LinkedIn, they're getting connected to people, they're um, allowing time for that um, connection to grow. So for example, if I'm looking for a client and I'm in the, well, let's just say I've got a social media business and I'm connecting with people who have got different IT businesses or different corporates out there and I'm sending a few messages backwards and forwards, posting my blogs, which people are getting engaged in and things like that, and then sending a direct invite to a webinar, to a coffee meeting or something like that. That's the way in which I've seen some of our clients use social media, particularly LinkedIn, particularly in a business-to-business peer type of arrangement very, very well. And I'll go back to a story that um, a lot of people who are on this call do know, but some don't, is that when we launched our film in 2010 and it was going, the initial tour I think was 26 cities, um, I obviously wanted publicity. And so what I did personally, and I wanted to do it personally rather than give it to our project manager at the time, is I spent four hours, and the four hours on a Saturday morning, it was damn boring, I've got to tell you, but I sat on LinkedIn and I looked up journalists and media people in every city I was going to. It's an advanced search engine on LinkedIn. And I came up with a list of just over 70 names from memory. And I contacted all of those people. Of course, not everybody replied. Most of them didn't. But I got, a, I got more replies than I expected, and that led us to um, being on television in Australia, me being on the BBC in the UK, um, having a full magazine spread done in, um, in South Africa, and other different things that occurred, and being on the John Daly show in the US, which is a huge um, sort of second-tier TV show. About, they have about 50,000 viewers on it, and I got 10 minutes on that. So... And that was simply me spending four hours um, doing peer-to-peer marketing, utilising a social media. The other thing is that you've got to respect the different ways in which people like to engage social media. I learnt recently a statistic that we've been telling people is 93% of the people that use Pinterest are women. So if you've got a product that's for a woman, then Pinterest would be a good social media to use because... Um, if you're trying to sell to men on there, not that many men are, are actually using that. Justin, I'm going to actually open this up a little bit for you to share um, any one or two things that you would think would be useful for people on marketing and branding. And then after that, what I'm going to do is just open up the call for any questions uh, that are coming through from anybody. So now's the time to type your questions if you've got any, folks. And we're going to deal with those. And uh, after that, we'll bring the call to a close. So, Justin, uh, any one or two things that you would like to share on marketing or branding that you think would be useful? I, I just think when it comes to the whole marketing thing I just don't, and branding, just don't overcomplicate it. Go within what your budget states. Now, when you start a business with 50 bucks, you've got no budget. So that makes the, the um, decision-making process extremely easy. I'm constantly, I, I do a lot of um, mentoring with startups and I'm constantly shocked at how many people are ready to go and they then come out with, and I've got $10,000 for my marketing campaign. 
So they've got $10,000 on an unproven product. What a waste yep. of money. I'd rather go on a holiday to America for two weeks and enjoy myself. Because yep. um, that's about as much as you're going to get out of it anyway, as far as enjoyment. Well, actually, you wouldn't even get any enjoyment out of it. So it's just about keeping everything really, really simple. So, and common sense, which is not that common anymore. Um, if someone's ringing you up and saying, if you advertise in this magazine that no one's ever heard of, um, you're going to get all these people coming to get your product. No, you won't. So I'd test and measure it. So I'd be using people around me first to see if they like it. Don't give them it all for free. Get them to pay for it. And, and then the other thing when it comes to marketing and branding, make sure, and it's actually not actually marketing and branding, but it's a principle of business. Make sure your pricing structure is correct um, because you, you won't grow your business to a point where you can brand it properly, where you could market it better if your pricing structure is all over the place. Um, that's a big mistake I see with nearly every client that I sit down with right from the start. Um, right. They've got no margin. Um, yep. But, you know, just keep it all simple. And uh, the, the thing with branding, as far as I'm concerned, no matter what your product is, you, the business owner, are the face of the brand. I don't care if you're ugly or you're not. It doesn't matter. People need to know who is behind the business. You can't have these faceless businesses. That's what we call corporate. We don't want that. I hate that fact that I can't ring up and complain to someone with a proper face about the way that I get treated when I go and use Telstra or go on Qantas or whatever. So for me, the difference between big business and small business is people know who I am and I'm accessible. That is a selling point. But besides that, just keep it simple. Yep, keep it simple, folks. Right. I'd like to add one thing to what Justin said to just give a spin on that. And then we've got our first question coming through. But the question's sort of been answered, Byron, so I'm going to recap that question for you. Um, is, I am marketing right now. And I'm marketing in two ways. One is I'm using technology to connect with clients across the world, which costs me about, I can't remember what this costs me, this format, I think about 79 bucks a month. So it's not a, a huge expense to do this, connect, record this, and and have this forever, which means I can transcribe it, I can do anything with it. The second way in which I'm marketing using this, stop scratching yourself, Justin, I can hear that. Second way I'm marketing I'm using my head. this is, wow, it's, uh, it's woody, um, is that I'm marketing Justin Herald. Now, to me, Justin has a lot more proven business sense than I do, right? He's a bigger brand in business than I am, and I'm prepared to accept that, so therefore, that's why I have him on the call, just like we've got Lisa Dudson on a money call because she knows more about money than I do. So from that, you can brand folks by utilising other people around you who have certain skills or abilities or recognition in the marketplace that you don't necessarily have. And you know what? It doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money and most people are very, very happy to help. So um, that is another way to do it. The question we had, Justin, and I think I'll paraphrase this, is on using Facebook, what are your thoughts on using a personal page and a fan business page? I think, uh, and you clarified this, Justin, but I think what Justin said is that um, it's pretty obvious to him by the numbers of people on both that people want to interact with him personally. So therefore, his personal page is where the primary interaction happens and his fan page would be where the secondary interaction happens. And that's certainly yeah, the you same know what, for Mike? myself. And for Dave as well. Yeah, go on. 
Um, the, the thing is, it depends on what you see Facebook as. Right? Some people, some of my clients, I try and get them to do what I do, and they say, look, my personal page is to be personal. Now, I'm old, I'm old, getting old, I'm old school, probably better way of putting it, where my friends' friends, my real friends, close friends, we don't inter I've never interacted with them through Facebook. It's called a phone. I pick it up and I call them. So I don't see Facebook as a way for me to share. I don't have family that live in other parts of the world and all that sort of stuff. So I see it as I see it. Some people go, I, don't, I just want to keep my personal page personal. That's great. But I think, if you, if, especially if you're starting a business, you want to have as many people on your personal page because a fan page, I find, is a, very, a little bit impersonal and a little bit, um, there's not enough, as much probably, uh, emotion that can go through that. And I get, like I look, I can put the same post on my personal and then on my business, on uh, my fan page, I'll get at least 10 times more interaction on my personal page. Um, so that to me just proves that that's where it's going to be. But I like it that way too. But, you know, I'm not a very, I'm not a businessy businessman. So it actually suits my style. There's the quote of the night, folks. I'm not a businessy businessman. Um, in another, <laughs> another addition to that would be, and this is for everybody on this call, or, or certainly all the names I can see, is that until you know what works for you, I would suggest you try a lot of things. Because mm. LinkedIn may work for you, Pinterest may work for you, Facebook may work for you, um, blogs may work for you. The interesting one for, for Rock Your Life over the last couple of years has been our radio program. You can go to rockyourlife.net, click on the radio button up the top there, and, um, and go and listen to all of our radio shows that we've done since 2011 when, we've, when we had the channel. I can't remember ever really advertising that. It appears on my Facebook when I'm having a show. Um, that happens automatically because the radio station sends it to Facebook because I've got that set up. We don't send emails out about it. We don't really put it on any websites or anything like that. Occasionally we do but not really, and we certainly don't spend any money on it. Yet, we've got up to 6,000 people a month listening to our radio. That's 72,000 people a year that are interacting with us. I, I have no way of tracking how many of them have um, bought something off our website or um, you know, come on a soul journey or, or done anything with us. Um, I don't know that, but I'm telling you this, out of 6,000 odd people a month, Something's happening somewhere. So, um, so whether they're not even liking us, whether they're liking Justin Herald and buying something off him, I don't know. But it's certainly, the, my point being, it was a huge surprise to us that the thing we focused on the least almost got us more traffic than anything else. We get more traffic through that than we do through our website. So I would suggest to each and every one of you that you try some, you try different things and then when something's working, you milk the hell out of it. Okay, let's uh, go to any other questions from anybody. Feel free to type in a question now. Um, otherwise, Justin, I'll get your closing thoughts and, uh, and we'll call this a halt because, of course, I'm catching up with you next week in Australia while we're waiting for anybody to type in their question they've got. Um, folks, uh, the next week in Australia, Justin will be joining Dave and I and a, a host of other cool people actually in all the major cities around Australia. Um, we'd love more people to attend, and this is something where we would ask you,
put it on your Facebook, link it to um, rockyourlifeevents.com and uh, there's a certain page on Rock Your Life Events, but just rockyourlifeevents.com and send people along in Australia to see Justin, myself and, and Dave, we'd love that. Um, a question coming in, Justin, do you physically do all the social media marketing yourself? In other words, yep. do you outsource? No, nope. I, I, I don't agree with that because you lose the heart and soul. Um, and, you know, I've had someone say to me, where do you find the time? Freaking 30 seconds, that's as long as it takes. So it's not a big deal. Um, you get to, if you do it yourself, you get to, it's, it's like, once again, the test and measure thing. You get to know, and I had this conversation with you the other day, Mike. I won't put yep. stuff that I'm trying to get people to go to an event on a Friday or a Monday because they're yep. not interested. So you start to understand the psyche of the people that are following you. Um, and that's, for me, why I do it myself. It doesn't take long, and I find some companies that do it for other people charge a lot of money to actually become too corporate. And I think it, you'd lose your soul. Absolutely. Last, uh, last question we've got for you today, Justin. Starting a Facebook page, any suggestions? In other words, a business page, any suggestions? Um, oh, I don't know. Well, that's an open-ended question. Mm -hmm. um, put my picture on it. There's, there's a suggestion. Um, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> now, just look, be personable. That's what I would be doing. Don't, just let people see who you are. Um, and and, and that's, that's, all I, that's all I do. Like, if anyone, anyone can see without even adding me as a friend, the Justin Harrell ones, me and my beautiful girlfriend on the, as the photo, but um, you'll see how I do things. Like I put a picture of the car I'm about to buy. I put a, today, or yesterday, I was about to speak to a whole heap of hairdressers. Today, I'm going home. Um, all different stuff. I just constantly, and, and, and it's just when I'm sitting at the airport. I mean, going home took me five seconds. Um, but people comment on that. So it keeps people interactive. So you've got to put things on that are going to make people talk back to you. The other thing, if you're going to start your own page, one good tip is to give, excuse me, indigestion, I'm getting old, um, is to give some good tips. So if, if you've read a good article about something, put that up on there. Educate your followers. Don't assume they know everything about what you do. Don't assume that they know everything about everything. So sometimes I'll put some great quotes up there. They've got nothing to do with anything, but people love it. The number one, I've got to tell you this one, the number one um, commented post that I've ever done was over 900 comments in one night. And it was two words, and those two words were, I'm bored. So I was sitting at home, bored out of my brain. Apparently, I'm not allowed to get bored. I found out from these 900 people. <laughs> but that was, an, it was 900 people that, that had a conversation with me that night. So I wasn't bored anymore. That was one thing. But, uh, <laughs> but it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So the next time I put something up, there's 900 people waiting to see what I'm going to say next. It's pretty simple. Well, it's pretty obvious what you're going to put up. I'm no longer bored. So, um, <laughs> and interestingly <laughs> enough... Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, the person that asked that question actually built a Facebook page last year that I think in three months ended up with three and a half thousand um, fans on it. And he did that by being interactive, by posting posts not only from himself but from other people in that industry, photos, quotes, videos, that sort of thing, and, and really niched it. And that's the other thing. I think the more you niche a fan page, the, the more engaged you'll get the people that are, that are in there because they're in there for a reason. 
Um, some of them are in there because they just like you, but they're three and a half thousand people. Three and a half thousand people don't like you, so they like what you're yeah. doing. So, um, yeah. so if you've got three and a half thousand people liking what you're doing, then they're in there for a reason and they want to know stuff. Justin, we're sort of out of the end of time here, and I just want to thank you so much for being on our call tonight and uh, looking forward to, to speaking with you next week. But before you go, um, I just wanted to ask you, is there something that you'd like to share, a product or a service with anybody? Because as you know, I'm, uh, I'm not paying you for this, so I'd love to hear of anything that you've got that is relevant for our listeners. Look, I'm going to do, I'd like to, um, I guess, offer my mic special, I always call it, where um, you won't find this on my website, so don't go to my website to, to get this deal. Um, I'll give you an email address in a minute. But what I've put together is what I call my entrepreneur's key to success. So it's a USB key with over 18 hours of actual hands-on, it works stuff on how I did my business over the last 19 years, on how to brand, how not to brand, how to market, how to sell, how to become more entrepreneurial, how to turn an idea into a gold mine. Um, that, all that stuff, the 18 hours if you buy it in individually, does come to over four grand. But as I always do with you, Mike, if anyone wants to purchase that product, I only charge 400 Australian dollars for that. Um, and the reason being is enough people buy my $4,000 package so I can do this $400 thing. And then anyone that buys that $400 package, um, my then... Um, gift uh, back to you is to give an hour of my time for free on the phone um, as a one-on-one -on -one session that I can work with your business. Now, if anyone's interested in that, the only way that you can get that is by emailing justin at justinherald, H-E-R-A-L-D, dot com. Um, no, you can't get it through my website. I mean, if you want to buy the full grant package, by all means, go and do that. But this is where I'm... My, I'm committed to assisting entrepreneurs get to where they need to get to. It's, it's what I want to do. Yep. Thank you, mate. Uh, Justin at justinherald.com. The package is awesome. I use stuff out of it myself and, and have done for years. Um, so I've just got a comment from one of our people. We have this product, Justin, and it's fantastic info. So there's a testimonial uh, from Joe from Hawke's Bay from for you and uh, everybody else is saying thank you. Justin, again, thank you. Thank you folks for being on the call. There was some absolute golden tips in there from Mr. Harold and uh, we'll see you all later. And Justin, I'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Thanks mate, looking forward to it.